let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC. So you've probably driven around Dave Thomas Circle, that weird, notoriously chaotic, triangle-shaped block out in Northeast where there used to be a Wendy's. But did you know it was never actually officially designated Dave Thomas Circle? Now, there's a plan to give it a new name and redesign the space. Mara Brophy runs the Noma Business Improvement District and tells us what's in store for that space. Today's Monday, June 12th. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. We know the Dave Thomas Circle is being redone. There is a better call out for kind of renaming it. What are some of the strangest or weirdest or funniest names that have been submitted or thrown around? So we've been having a lot of fun with this so far. Given the prominence and the fame that is associated with this part of the city, we knew that we were going to get some strong opinion. So far, we've received more than 1,100 nominations for the new name for the space, and they really do range a broad spectrum. So We've seen that there are some people who feel quite strongly that the space should be officially named Dave Thomas Circle and that it officially takes on the identity that it has informally taken on um, over the past several years. There are other people who are uh, suggesting some of the more joking type names like Parky McParkface, (laughs) which is, of course, uh, a hat tip to Bodie McBoatface, which is an actual real thing that exists in Baltimore. And then there's a a category of suggestions that are falling under the category of things that are helping to tell the history of this neighborhood, of this space, helping to tell stories that are lesser known. So it really is a broad spectrum of things that are being recommended so far. It wasn't until doing prep for this episode that I realized that Dave Thomas Circle is one, not even really the official name of that area, and two, it's not even a circle. Why is that area of town such a cluster, you know what? So everyone everyone who's been through Dave Thomas Circle or this intersection we're talking about has a story about it. Uh, you often hear people groaning about the traffic and the congestion and the confusion that goes along with it. But this is uh, a well-known and whether it's well-loved or not, we could debate, but people really do feel a connection to it. And I think that that's something that we've really felt as we've put out this call for nominations. I think that we'd be hard-pressed to find another intersection in the world where people have dressed up as it for Halloween, right? There are Halloween (laughs) costumes that have been designed around this intersection. And so it definitely has a prominent place in people's minds. And it is confusing, it is congested, and it does need to be improved. And so that is what will happen um, starting later this year. This is a project that the city is undertaking. And the project itself will improve the infrastructure so that the space is much more easy to navigate for drivers, for pedestrians, for cyclists. 
Um, it'll clear up a lot of the confusion that exists when you travel through that space now. And importantly, the new uh, intersection, when it's complete, will also include these three public spaces that we're naming. And that will bring green space to the intersection, which is not currently there. And so, um, you know, whether you call it Dave Thomas Circle, Virtual Circle, I think that the fact that this is not really a circle, not really a square, not really a triangle, it all kind of reinforces the the confusion that goes along with this. So why is it so confusing? You've mentioned just sort of the way that it's shaped. Are there other reasons why it's such a weird space to navigate for both cars and pedestrians? So I think that a lot of it is the fact that it is the intersection of these two main thoroughfares, New York Avenue and Florida Avenue. There's a high volume of traffic that uh, travels through this intersection at all points of the day, all days of the week. Um, and then there are also smaller streets that feed into the this space. And at the center of it had been this Wendy's, right? So at the center of it had been this operating restaurant that the intersection essentially grew around over time. And a series of what I would say were, you know, could be thought of as piecemeal changes or improvements over time really created a situation where it was hard to get through this thing. Uh, it was confusing to know which lane you needed to be in to make a turn or to head wherever you were going. And so that was really the root of the need for the improvement here. And of course, the critical element that will really change the way that the space is able to operate is the now acquisition and uh, eventual demolition of the Wendy's building that will then allow for the space to be used much differently so that the intersection can be easier to navigate. I've been to that Wendy's many times. I'm sure many folks listening have. It's almost like a D.C. landmark at this point. I heard that y'all had to purchase the land from Wendy's via eminent domain. Like, how did that work? So we actually did not purchase the land. And this is where there's an important distinction between the work that we're doing and the work that the city is doing. In The infrastructure project is a D.C.-led project. So the District Department of Transportation has worked to do all the engineering and design work to plan for the improvements. They've set aside the funding. They, in setting aside funding for the project, set aside funding for the site to be acquired, which it has now been done. And eventually, as part of the project, that building will come down. So that was all city-led. The work that the Noma Parks Foundation and the Noma Bid have been doing alongside of DDOT is to incorporate and encourage them to incorporate these green spaces into the project, which they have now done. And we are now in partnership with DDOT leading this naming process so that there can be an official name that's associated with this new space. It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree. That's to help raise funds for homelessness in D.C. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow! There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there.
What will the redone, I don't, I keep wanting to say circle just out of habit, but area look like? I know there are a few plans floating around. There are renderings that are now available and the drawings that you see now are the 90% designs that have been put out, out by DDOT. So in addition to the public spaces, there's a uh, reduction of travel lanes. There's a simplification of uh, the feeder streets into the circle space. There will be improvements to the directional signage and everything that is now a challenge has been addressed through the design and will be put into place through the construction. So if folks listening want to share their thoughts and feelings and dreams and name ideas for that area, what should they do? We encourage everyone who wants to submit a name for these spaces to do so. And we've set up uh, an online platform where that can be done. It's namethisnomaspace.org. Um, additional information about the project can be found at DDOT's website. Additional information about the NOMA bid can be found at the NOMA bid's website, which is nomabid.org. We encourage people to think about this space, think about their connection to it, think about what it should be called and what that should represent. We especially encourage people to help us use this naming process to tell stories that might be lesser known and to think about what these spaces mean to them and what they mean to the city so that that can be incorporated into the identity that this intersection ultimately ends up taking on. Do you have a name that you'd like to see or that you would recommend they change it to? You know, I actually don't have strong thoughts about what this space should be named. One of the things that I was most looking forward to was seeing what the community came up with. One of the stories that I love most about naming processes and things like this that we've done before is the process by which Alethea Tanner Park received its name. That park is similar to these spaces in that they were planned by the Noma Parks Foundation. And with the bid, the foundation put out this call for nominations. And Alethea Tanner Park was named through that process. And it tells the story that's a lesser known story, part of history of Alethea Tanner, who was a formerly enslaved woman who bought her own freedom and the freedom of many friends and family members. And so through that park, we've been able to tell a story that was not known to many before then. And so I was looking forward to seeing what people came up with uh, for these spaces. And I'm excited to see where the nominations all fall and then also see where the community vote falls later this summer. Maura, thanks so much for being here. I can't wait to hang out with you around the whatever we name that area when we eventually get a name. Thank you for having me. Really encourage you to submit a name uh, and encourage everyone else to do so as well. Thanks for having me. Before you go, here's some quick news. From the years 2017 to 2021, D.C. returned more than $10 million in federal grants meant to help end homelessness. Now, it's a small percentage of the money received, but still a large amount to give up. The D.C. programs receiving these housing funds are severely understaffed and so unable to fully use them. Unlike local funds, which can be redistributed, unused federal money must be returned. Also, D.C. officials have delayed funding the long-promised extension to the H Street Corridor streetcar. For years, the city has been promising to connect the line to the Benning Road metro station. Councilmember Charles Allen, who chairs the Transportation Committee, suggested that the delay will allow the city to rethink how a streetcar system would fit into the city's transit network overall. And finally, bear alert! A black bear was spotted strolling around Brookland on Friday. The bear, lovingly nicknamed Smokey, was spotted resting in a tree for a while, but then began to run around backyards in the area. 
Eventually, Smokey was tranquilized, and a sleepy Smokey was taken care of by vets from the zoo and the Maryland Department of Natural Resources. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friend who loves hamburgers from Wendy's. And we want to hear your name suggestions for Dave Thomas Circle. Email us at dc at citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.